we are already having a good morning. We worshiped, we praised the Lord, and I mean, there's no better way to start off than to give God praise and to worship the Lord and, and give Him all the honor He deserves, because we're living in really extraordinary times. These past few weeks have pretty much reshaped our way of life and how we interact with one another. And on top of that, there are new words that, and phrases that we've learned and uh, that we've never really heard before and have become commonplace. Words such as ventilators, N95 masks, and then there's social distancing. I mean, these are words that never even entered into our everyday vocabulary, but now they are so commonplace. And then there are the initials, PPEs, Personal Protective Equipment, and how important that those uh, uh, pieces of equipment are for the medical staff, the doctors, the nurses, the first responders who are helping those who are ill in the hospitals. And uh, we understand that there's a shortage of that and, and that they're, they're doing their best to try and get these uh, uh, people the equipment that they need so that they can be protected and they can do their job accordingly. So, so important, those PPEs. But see, this morning what I want to do is talk to you about God's PPEs. Because God has his own personal protective equipment for you and I, during these difficult times, and the, unlike uh, some of the PPEs in the medical field, God's PPEs will never run out of supply. What are they? Well, they are His words, God's word, His phrases, His promises written to you and I that give us confidence, that build our faith, and that protect us when the enemy's lies come to try to infect us with uh, unbelief and deception. God's PPEs, personal protecting equipment for you and I, are words like peace, promises, uh, and prayer. You see, these are words that God gives us to cast out fear, to cast out doubt, and protect our minds. They will protect us not only during the current crisis and difficulties that we may be experiencing, but for whatever might come in the coming years uh, after this crisis. God's words are powerful. God's words are, are plentiful and uh, can help us to build our faith. So I want to look at God's word this morning. Affirmation and assurance for us as the people of God in this day and age. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 1 and verse 19 and verse 20. Here's what the scripture says. God's word, God's promise to us. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me and Silas, and Timothy was not yes and no, but in him it has always been yes. I like that. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in 
Christ. In other words, that word yes means amen in Christ. Amen in Christ. And we all, as the people of God, when it comes to God's promises, when it comes to the peace that God gives that passes all understanding, when it comes to the ability to communicate, to pray with God, uh, that will always be a positive thing for us. It will always be there. Yes and amen it will be. We agree with the word of God, don't we? We agree with God and what he says to you and I. So let's take a look. And I'm going to use a lot of scripture here this morning. Because it is uh, the promises of God, the word of God that we need to hear constantly. And the, the, the sad thing is, is that if we don't apply it to us, if we don't read the word of God continually, then what's going to happen is that we will, it's almost like the, the personal uh, protective equipment that the nurses and doctors are so desperately needing. We will run out of faith. We will start, our faith will start to lack and our trust and promise uh, in, uh, promises of God's word will begin to be depleted. And God doesn't want that. That's why he's given us his word. I read a quote that I like that I believe the people of God need to constantly apply Every time you open the word of God, here's what it says. When you read God's word, you must constantly be saying to yourself, it's talking to me and it's talking about me. So whatever I'm going to be reading today, whatever scripture I'm going to be reading, it's for you. It's talking to you. It's called the Rima, God's word for your life. And each one of us has a word from God, needs a word from God. And God will give us that word every single day. And so let's take a look at some of God's personal protective equipment he's given us through his word. God promises, number one, to care for you. He promises to care for us. Why? Because Satan lies and says that God doesn't care. You've ever been there? That he doesn't matter, you don't matter to him, and that there are more important things that he needs to be doing than to worry about your petty little issues. But the devil is a liar. And those times when we wonder if God even hears our cry and hears our prayer, even knows what's going on in our families and in in, within our own personal lives. Listen to what the Gospel of Matthew in chapter number 6, verse 28 says. And why worry about your clothes? Look at the lilies and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares for flowers that are here today and gone tomorrow, won't he more surely care for you? You have so little faith. It's during these times that we feel like, how are we going to provide? What, what's going to happen? Don't worry about it. Don't allow the enemy to lie to you. Turn to the word of God. Let your faith be established. Let the promises of God be made real to you here this morning. God also promises 
again to provide for you during difficult times. How many know that we tend to panic? During times of uncertainty, it seems like panic begins to spread and take over. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 31, don't ever worry and say, what are we going to eat? Or what are we going to drink? Or what are we going to wear? Everyone is concerned about these things, and your heavenly Father certainly knows you need all of them. That's true, isn't it? God knows what we need. He understand those, understands those areas that we may feel like we're lacking in. And then he says these words, but first, be concerned about the kingdom, or seek first the kingdom of God and what his approval is, and then all these things will be provided for you. God knows exactly what you're lacking. God knows exactly what you need in your life. He knows those areas this morning. And today, God wants to speak to you through His Word, His promise to you, is that if you seek first Him, seek God, His kingdom, His righteousness first, God will begin to continually provide for your life. And then God promises to help us through every single day that we face. Every single day, with it, we understand, has its own problems, has its own issues that we have to deal with. And each day may be different from the other, but that does not confuse God. That does not cause God to stumble because He's able to take care of every single day you live. You see, it's many times that the difficulties that we face throughout the day have a tendency to block out God's word and God's promises and begins to question whether or not we can have the true peace of God that the word of God says passes all understanding during those times of difficulty. The gospel of Matthew, again, in chapter number 6 and verse 34, we are encouraged and it says, give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. And don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. Isn't that just like human nature? We worry and get upset and distressed about things that haven't even happened yet. Haven't even taken place yet. And we start to worry about those things and what's going to happen next week and what's going to happen next year. And you know what? Scripture says today has enough issues that we have to deal with. So let tomorrow's issues be dealt with tomorrow. Let keep your focus on God this morning, today, right now. And it says, God will help you deal with whatever things come up when the time comes. You know, when you stop and think about it, we usually worry about 80 to 90% of things that will never happen. And we waste the energy and we, we lose focus on, on God's promise and, and, and God's, God's word. Worrying about issues 
that aren't even God's plan for our life. And this morning, today, what we need to do is continue to not allow the difficulties of life, the uncertainties of life, block out the promises and the Word of God. And you know what else God promises to do? And I really like this one. As God promises to give us rest. To give us rest. Difficult times can cause us to grow weary. Isn't that true? Difficult times can cause you and I to, to run out of, of steam. And it seems like I can't make it another day. And I guess, and, and I'm not trying to be insensitive, but if there's any, as they say, any kind of silver lining in what we're experiencing now, it has given us an opportunity to rest. It's given us an opportunity to take time and refocus and kind of take a deep breath and, and, and just spend time with our families, spend time and focus on the important things because it seems like we run out of breath, we run out of uh, energy during difficult times. In Matthew 11, verse 28, Jesus says, Come on to me, all of you who are tired and have heavy loads, and I will give you rest. What are the things that are weighing you down today? There, I'm sure, are plenty of issues to be concerned with that can weigh you down whether it be financially, whether it be medically, physically, those things that, that weigh heavy on your life, Jesus says, bring them to Him. And when you bring them to Him, He will unload those burdens. He will take them off of you. And in the process, He will give us rest. Even if those issues are still present, even if those things are still viable, in the midst of those things, only through a relationship with Jesus Christ can you have, number one, the true peace of God and experience the rest that God can bring in a person's life. So if you are watching, if you decided to say, let, let me see what's going on on this New Harvest YouTube channel, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, what you need to do is understand that you have no other option really but to come to Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Creator of heaven and earth, and uh, ask Him into your life to lift away the sin, the burden of guilt and of shame and replace that with the rest that only comes through a relationship with Him. God promises to build us up when we are down. So many people are down now. So many people are, are just, you know again, way down. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6 and 7. Peter writes and says, Be humble 
under God's powerful hand so he will lift you up when the right time comes. Give all your worries or your cares or concerns to him because he cares about you. You know, during, during times of crisis, no matter when they are and happen in our life, it seems that pride seems to want us to try and work things out for ourselves. Oh, I can deal with it. Oh, I've got the answer. Oh, I don't need God. You know, I, I can handle this. And so, consequently, we're weighed down. Consequently, we're wondering why we're always dragging our, 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 our life and nothing ever seems to, to, to be okay because we always have that heavy spirit on our life. See, that's what pride does. That pride that keeps us from acknowledging that I can't do anything without God. That, that pride that keeps us from saying, you know what, I need help. And when we humble ourselves, as Peter says, under God's powerful hand, what begins to happen is, uh, again, the burden is lifted, the pride is removed, and we cry out and say, God, Father, I need you right now. I need to be lifted in my spirit because I am spiritually down. My, I need something more than what I have. And when we do that, we humble ourselves. God gets involved. The right time is now. When, the right, when is the right time? For those of you that don't know Jesus, it's today, right now. God will begin to lift you up, raise you up. And you give him your worries and concerns. He cares for you. He loves you. And then God promises to give us peace. Boy, do we need peace. We need the peace of God because difficult times bring unrest. In Philippians chapter 4 and verses 6 and 7, the Apostle Paul writes, and he says again, instead of worrying, pray. Instead of worrying, pray. Communicate with God. Let your petitions and praises Begin to reshape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns. God, God already knows them, but something happens when we begin to speak them and cry out to God. Just like a child with their parent or their guardian that they're troubled and they're hurting. And the parent says, what's wrong? And they begin to tell you. Something begins to happen. And it says, before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything will start coming together for good. God will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. It's wonderful when that worry that be, has taken over the center of your life, has consumed your lifestyle. It's wonderful when God begins to displace that and he pushes it out of the way and now he becomes the center of your life. What is the result? Peace comes into our lives. The spirit of the Holy Ghost begins to revive where difficulty was living. Now, praise God, I'm going to be okay. 
Praise God, it's going to be all right. And now what begins to happen is that God begins to refocus our values and begins to help us understand where the real treasure lies, where, where real value is supposed to be. You see, during difficult times, values get distorted, priorities get distorted, what's really important gets distorted. And we're seeing that today, where things that were just ordinary, really everyday things of life have now become a priority, have now become valuable. And we've lost sight of what value is, what, what priority should be. And in order to readjust and get back where we should be, we need to look at God's Word in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 19. It says, don't hoard treasure down here where it gets eaten by moths and is corrupted, corrupted by rust or worse. Or stolen by burglars. But stockpile treasure in heaven. Where it is safe from moth and rust. And burglars can't break in and steal. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is. Is the place where you will most want to be. And end up being. See, today... So many people are stockpiling so many different kinds of things. And what we need to understand is God wants us to stockpile important things like the promises of God. What a perfect time to begin to get into the Word of God and study the Word of God and begin to stockpile God's promises begin to memorize the Word of God, begin to study the Word of God. The real treasure is the Word of God. And when we do that, I guarantee you, our priorities will be readjusted. Our values will begin to come into the right place instead of being distorted. And when we do that, guess what? God's going to grow our faith. He promises to grow our faith. That's what the Word of God says, because difficult times have a tendency to wear down our faith. James chapter 1 and verse 2. Dear brothers and sisters, whenever trouble comes your way, let it be an opportunity for joy. For when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be strong in character and ready for anything. I want to tell you something here this morning. Difficult times wear down our faith, but when we get our priorities readjusted and we're in the Word of God, I want to tell you we understand trials, testings, and all these things. They're there to build us up, to test us, and to cause us to mature and to cause us to grow and be developed so that we will be stronger and ready 
for anything. And we're able to say, bring on the next one, whatever it is. God got me through this one. He's going to get me through the next one. This is nothing. Why? Because our faith has grown. Our endurance has developed. And then he promises to give us help and strength during financial challenges. There are some who are facing financial challenges right now. God's promises are yes and amen through everything that I just spoke about this morning. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 12, Paul gives us his experience and uh, talks to us about how he viewed life. He says, I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me daily. I want to tell you something. In life, there is the plenty, and there, there may be the famine. I remember just briefly when Nancy and I first got saved, I want to tell you, we had plenty. We were riding high financially and every other way in the world. And then there was that time of famine when our priorities start to get readjusted and our value systems started to get readjusted about life and what was important in life. In other words, Jesus versus the world. And then guess what happened? Famine came. Popcorn for dinner versus filet mignon versus the takeout at the, at the best restaurants. But it was all done so that I could understand where my provision came from. And today I am more blessed, we are more blessed than we have ever been simply because we put our trust in God's financial strength and not on those things. Because it's when we put our faith and trust on those things is that when we struggle. So God promises to give us strength during financial challenges. Whatever it is that you're facing here today, God will see you through it. God will provide for you. Don't despair. Don't be discouraged. God is there for you. How does that happen? Because God promises to go beyond our own puny little way of thinking. Goes beyond our understanding. When we try to outguess God, like we try to outguess God during those times, God says, guess what? I've got it. I've got this. Don't worry about it. Just serve me and I will provide for you. Because a lot of times you want to limit God, especially during times of difficulty. Philippians 4.19, again, Paul says, and, oh, and my God will meet all your needs. Not some of them, but he'll meet all of your needs. How? By your wisdom, by your abilities, by your talent, by your whatever it is you put your, your, your faith in? No. He says, according to his riches, by his riches in Christ Jesus. Amen. And that means we agree. 
That means that is right. God is the provider. He's the one that comes through when it goes beyond our understanding and it doesn't look like it makes any sense. I guarantee you, through experiences, God always comes through, especially when it doesn't make any sense. Why? Because he likes and loves to confound those wise ones, and he loves to prove them wrong in, in, through his word and simple faith. God, your word says it. I don't care what anybody says. Amen. I agree. When you say it's done, let it be written. It will be done. You see, tough times never last, but tough people do. And there's no way to get tougher than in the Word of God. There's no way to strengthen our faith than in the Word of God. And then God promises to protect uh, us from fear. Psalms 46, verse 1 through 3 says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth gives way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging, God's word says we should not fear. Why? Because our protection, our strength is in God. Ever present help never leaves us, never forsakes us during time of trouble. So if you feel like you're in trouble here today, understand that God is there with you. No matter what it is, God promises to work for the good in every circumstance. Whatever it is today, don't let your perspective be turned away from God and His Word. Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him. You love God this morning. Ask yourself, do you really love God? Because when you really love God, you understand nothing is going to take place. Uh, nothing is, not, is going to happen that God will not see me through. Because he has my best interest at heart. Because God loves me. And then, I can't wait for this thing to be over. Because God says he's going to do some new things. New things are going to take place. New promises, new blessings are going to happen. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. I told you I'm going to give you a lot of scripture. A lot of scripture because it's a scripture, God's word, that's going to build our faith. Faith comes by hearing and what? Hearing by the word of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. And I'm getting ready to wind this down. However, as it is written... No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those 
who love him. New stuff is going to take place, folks. Uh, God is going to see us through this time of difficulty. God has prepared some blessings, better things than we ever thought, that we could ever think of, that we have ever seen new things, and I just can't wait to see them. Praise God. It's exciting. It's an adventure, I guarantee you. And if we keep a proper perspective through this time of adventure, look, I'm not minimizing the difficulty, the seriousness, the importance of what we're dealing with in the world and in this country. By no means am I doing that. But what I am trying to do is to tell you, in spite of that, do not turn away from the promises of God. Do not turn away from the goals and the promises that God has promised to you the better things that he has up ahead for you. Because God promises to answer your prayers. God promises to answer every single one. Do not let this time hinder your prayer life. Matthew 7, verse 7 and 8, as our ministry team begins to make their way up. Talking about prayer this morning. Here's what the scripture says. Ask. We know how to ask. Boy, do we know how to ask. Everybody knows how to ask for something. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek. Search. Look for. And you will find. Knock. And the door will be opened to you. For everyone, not just some, but everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. And so this morning is the time to search, to seek. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, this morning is the time for you to knock on the door that God has placed before you and say, God, I need an opening in my life. I need you in my life. I need a miracle in my life. I need help today because I'm hurting, because fears grip my life, because I'm out of answers and I don't know what to do. Well, friend of mine, here this morning, my Bible tells me to tell you to begin to ask. Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior because he's knocking on the door of your heart right now and he wants you to open that door to unlock that bitterness to unlock that unbelief to unlock that doubt and let the door open and let him in so that he can begin to heal your life so that he can begin to remove the pain, the struggles that you feel, 
the uncertainty that you sense and replace that with his promises of peace, provision through a prayer this morning. And God will reward your faith. He'll bless you. He says, I tell you the truth, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here, go over there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. So this morning, what is that mountain you're facing? As we all bow our heads this morning, wherever you might be as you're listening to this message, as you bow your head before the Lord, close your eyes and say, God, this mountain in my life, this impossibility that I'm facing, can you please remove it? Can you please get it out of here and move it somewhere else? And God's word says he will do that, but all you need to do is ask and you will receive. And so this morning, I would like for you to repeat this prayer with me. If you're tired of struggling, you're tired of fear, you're tired of what is going on in your life right now, let's pray together. And would you repeat with me and say, Jesus, come into my life. I know you are the Son of God. And I accept you as my personal Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to serve you. Give me the strength every day to follow you. And this morning I know that because I've said this prayer, things are going to be different. Things are going to change. Not because of who I am, but because Jesus You are the Son of God. I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen. Because we all agree with God and His Word. Amen. This morning, I pray that this message, that these words of encouragement to you here, would build your faith, would help you through the next day that you're going to be facing, even today, the rest of your day, that you understand God has his PPEs, his personal protection equipment for you and I every single day, and it never runs out of supply, and it's there for you as you seek it. Join us on Wednesday, 7 o'clock, We'll be right here and bringing some more of God's word for your life to encourage you and to see you through. So until then, God bless you. Have a tremendous Sunday afternoon. 
seek God, thank God, serve the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul, and you'll see the blessing of God upon your life. God bless you, and we'll see you Wednesday night.